It was David's yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah let him do it. I was like, let's just try to give this show like a little around the horn theme or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome back to Tampa Bay Cop Talk. I'm David. I'm Andrew. I'm uh, Darius. BJ. Uh, so we're going to do something a little bit different today. Look, uh, we've been talking a lot about this season. This season's been wild, right? There's all these different factors that have led to Liverpool's not being able to retain the title. Been injuries, been off the field stuff, fixture congestion, you name it. So what are we going to do? That's the question. I don't want to, we don't want to spend all our time rehashing everything that's gone wrong and quote unquote, making excuses. They're not excuses, but you know what I mean? Like we can't just dwell on everything that's gone not our way. Eventually we're going to have to find a solution. So this show today is dedicated to what is your idea for a solution? So here's what we're going to do. VJ is going to pick a number between one and 10. The three of us are going to hold up a number between one and 10. And whoever gets closest is going to go first with their tactical plan for the Reds from here till May. Hey, in the summer, all bets are off. We're going to get new players. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? The whole game plan might be changing just naturally. So, VJ, you ready? I'm ready. All right. On three, gentlemen, stick up fingers with a, a number between one and ten. One, two, three. All right, Darius, oh. go. <laughs> Wait, you and Darius, you and David both got eight. All right, so – uh, well, Darius put his hands up first. Yeah, he did put him up first. So that's it. <laughs> Damn, go Darius. All, right. All right, so I'm first going to give you a little quick overview, a synopsis, and then we'll kind of go into detail. So my thought for Liverpool, the way to kind of address what's happened this season and go forward is to start the new center backs. So Liverpool obviously went out and bought the two new center backs, Kabak from Schalke and Davies coming in from the lower leagues. They got these dudes for a reason because they are center backs. They're not guys playing out of position. They are not guys who are there to be just random dudes. They're there to be center backs. So I would say starting with the Leicester game, you get them both in and it's not going to be pretty. They're going to be growing pains, but the thought is you get them in because when you go back to a normal midfield, when you go back to Fabinho and Henderson and then Tiago with it, or if it's Wijnaldum or if it's Curtis Jones or Nabi Keita at some point, there's going to be a little bit more solidity because we've seen in recent games, Liverpool have been dominated in the middle of the park. They have not had any kind of consistency in the midfield and the front line has suffered for it. So if you get in those two defenders, you get a more regular midfield, you're best midfield everything else will function a little bit better okay so uh just kind of going into detail right so Fabinho at the six is by far the best six Liverpool have had we've seen Henderson at the six he's pretty good we've seen Thiago at the six he's pretty bad actually uh Vinaldum, he's okay but he doesn't really have the legs um Milner we've seen in a pinch is decent at the six but Fabinho is by far the best at the six at the center back position. He's rash in the tackle. He has made mistakes that have led to penalties by my count. I'm giving him uh, three penalties a season, even though only two have come in from challenges. 
One of them, the Van Dyke, or not Van Dyke, uh, but the Allison penalty that he gave away against uh, Burnley, that was on Fabinho because he had a bear hug on his attacker, let him go, put Allison in a terrible position. Allison commits a penalty. So I'm putting that on Fabinho, three this season. Well, shit. He's just, he's been good, but he's not the kind of guy you want to have. It's like Dejan Lovren with less experience. I just no, don't. No, no. He, well, it's like on. he's playing Everyone he's playing dm right everyone's gonna get the oh, chance but oh, yeah, yeah. I, i'm gonna finish and then you're gonna have <laughs> your chance to yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, gonna be able to push back on everything i say respond yeah i was just gonna agree with you by the way but. yeah <laughs> but but he is rash in the challenge he's very very good at covering getting places and making tackles but he's also risky in the way that you don't want to see your center back doing because your center back is the last line of defense. As a defensive midfielder, you go and make that risky move because if you put in a challenge in the middle of the park, at worst, eh, it's going to be a red card or excuse me, a yellow card, mostly maybe a red card if that's absolute worst. But usually the way Fabinho plays, it's not that reckless. It's going to be, okay, bad challenge, yellow card, whatever, you move on, keep playing. But now as a center back, when he does the same kind of thing, it's going to be a free kick on the edge of the box, like you saw with Bruno Fernandez bearing against Liverpool in the FA Cup, like you've seen with the penalties. I don't want to see that anymore at center back. I want to see someone who knows how to play center back. Davies, 25 years old, by the way, just about the same age as Fabinho. So even though he's not played as high of a level, he is a more experienced center back than Fabinho. And then with Kabak, we've seen the kind of talent that he could possibly have at just 20 years old. He's expected to be more of the future. So I want to see those guys in now. I want to see Fabinho back in the six. And then we could spend all day talking about the importance of Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson, as a right-sided midfielder, he's cover for Trent. He's the box-to-box midfield midfielder. And he is that creative talent that we've seen with the long balls, with the diagonals that he's done a very good Van Dyke impression at center back. But I want to see that higher up the pitch because with him in there, you're going to have those diagonals instead of going to a fullback, getting toward the edge of the area. That's going to be to Salah. That's going to be to Sadio. That's going to be to Firmino. So I want to see a little bit more of that. And then finally, Tiago gets to play higher up the pitch. If you have oh, those two oh, okay. in their right position. Hey, moderator, has this been over a minute? Like, what's going on here? No, no, no. You're so I, I went for a minute and then I expounded on yeah, no, why. Allowed, I all right, all right. I'm just. Yeah. But, but yes, there we go. So that was like uh, a good three, four minutes, but that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> like, Put damn. in the center backs, move everyone else up, and just play better at the front. Because if at the back you at least have some kind of solidity and some kind of regularity as opposed to going through what has it been? 50 different combinations on the back line. Just get into guys, say, y'all are the center backs. Everyone else, go back to playing your normal game. That's all I'm looking for. All right, Andrew, you get a minute, you get it one minute, go. And then you oh, get to that expand. was your turn. No, no, you're going to poke holes in Darius' argument. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to agree on that. I don't even know what I was going to agree. Oh, the Fibinho thing in terms of the the penalty shot. I didn't realize that he, he has contributed that many penalties because – I remember thinking, and, and maybe some pundits had said that, you know, for for up in, before Christmas, I feel like he was playing amazing in terms of center back. You, you would almost think that he was a center back, right? But that being said, though, it makes a lot of sense if his rash challenges because he's used to playing a DM role where he can make these fouls on the, you know, at midfield and it's okay. It's just a foul, not even a yellow card. You know what I mean? So, like, 
but he can't be doing that in the box. You know what I'm saying? So it makes a lot of sense. It's like he's imitating to play a center, but like he he's brought those quote unquote bad habits to to the center half role. So I get that point. I like that. And and my thing, I would agree with you on. I can't, you know, I, I'm not trying to disagree with you. You know, I'm just speaking real stuff here. Like if if he's in front of those boys that are 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 inexperienced in the Liverpool system, you have a man that's experienced. You have a man that was brought in as soon as we lost against Madrid in the final. And and for me, that's a signal like we bought this man to beat City. The City was the top of the league that moment. Uh, you know, they were centurions. You bought a man to break that team down, to to nullify their 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 attack, right? So if he's there in front of them is what I'm saying. It's it's almost like having a third center back, the way I look at it. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I just think that I, I agree with you on that point. However, I'm just concerned about Davies. Uh, I'll leave it to any of the, the rest of the panel to, to expound right. on that point. VJ. You got any problems with Darius's play, or, or what is it? What do you see as a weakness in Darius's plan? That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, so no uh, issues from VJ then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's only one big issue. It's just what are you going to do when if it doesn't work? Ooh. So here's. I what- mean, like, so you're saying if it doesn't work, like if we lose four zero against Leicester, like if it doesn't yeah. look good right away or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So here's my issue with it, with just throwing them to in the deep end, right? This is a system that is going to be brand new to them. One of the problems that we're already having right now is a lack of trust. When you see the way Trent is acting with the, his center back partner, the way some of the midfielders are acting, trying to constantly cover them, right? There's this issue of a lack of trust. That in and of itself is something that they're going to either just have to get over or it's going to be difficult because it's two new boys that they've never played with before. And they're asking, can I interrupt you? Hold no, hold on. You had to change. Yeah, are we going to do rebuttals or is it going to be? Darius can, you could, you could zip it. <laughs> but Darius can no, but so you're going to have, I just think a little bit of a trust issue with the two of them and kind of this constant comparison game in, in everybody's head, including even some of the players of like, well, Virgil does this or Joe does this. And you, I don't necessarily want them to get wrapped up in trying to be somebody else, right? Like I want those footballers to be themselves. Now I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen, but I just think that that is maybe a little bit of an issue. My other issue with it is that we've been having some troubles. Like we've been kind of, even when we had Virgil and Joe healthy at the beginning of the season, we had a little bit of trouble with the teams kind of, they've seen the four, three, three, a little bit. We came back from project restart. They were healthy. They were, we were in a bit. So I think, for me, I kind of want to see a, a little bit of something new. And this is a good, I think it's a good opportunity to do it. But that's it. That's my point. Okay. Rebuttal time. All right. So first off, I'll go with the uh, point of having the issues when Virgil was in there. Uh, so yeah. So other than the Everton game, the only other game really all season before the City game where Liverpool gave up multiple goals was against Aston Villa. And that goes back to Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson did not play against Aston Villa. He also did not play against Arsenal, uh, going back to the Community Shield. Uh, The big reason why that stands out is because when you don't have Jordan Henderson in there, you don't have that solidity behind Trent Alexander-Arnold on the right side of the midfield because you have an auxiliary right back 
that's the position that you play as a right-sided midfielder. So Trent plays as a winger. So the right-sided midfielder then becomes your fullback. So if he's not the person that Trent trusts, then he has to stay further back. But if he can go and bomb on, then, okay, we're all good going forward, and you have the solidity at the back. So what did the other teams do? Well, Jack Grealish, the number 10, normally you see him play more center of the park, sometimes a little bit up front. He played on the left. James Madison for Leicester in the first game, they put him on the left. Emmerich Aubameyang, normally the striker, they put him on the left. Marcus Rashford, where did he get his joy? Against uh, Liverpool in that game uh, against Manchester United. It was on the left. Every single time this happens where if Jordan Henderson is not the right-sided midfielder, the team will put their best attacker on the left and go for that space. When Trent plays back, then okay, it looks you know pretty decent, kind of like it did against Manchester City, which actually Trent, I know it'll get some stick, but he wasn't that bad. It ended up being mistakes in other parts of the game and you know mistakes that we don't expect to see ever again by the way but for the most part Trent has been okay as a defender this season it's really been when he's had to go one-on-one against the team other team's best player where he's going forward and then having to track back and then having to get in front of the other team's best player so if you put Jordan Henderson there that really does go a long way to address that the other part not being able to trust the guys behind you remember Trent Alexander-Arnold, all of the defenders, everyone in the team, when they're looking at Kabak, when they're looking at Davies, they're not comparing them to Joel Matip and Virgil van Dijk or Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez. They're comparing them to Nat Phillips. They're comparing them to Reese Williams. They're comparing them to Fabinho. They're comparing them to Jordan Henderson. So I understand that there is cause for concern having these new guys come in, but you know who else is new guys? Who else is new blood? Jordan, Fabinho, Reese Williams, Nat Phillips, none of them had senior experience at center back regularly before this season. The only guys out of those six that I just named who have regular minutes at center back at the senior level. Okay, again, lower level, but Davis, but then Kabak over at uh, over at Schalke. So it, it, to me, it, it doesn't make any sense not playing those guys like you kind of also in my opinion Darius can I piggyback like and help you get this point if we're playing a point system look uh, if for example you put in a new goalkeeper right remember when Adrian came in Adrian yeah he was an unknown unknown quantity in the sense of in this particular team he played well for a few games yeah sure and then once he made mistakes, that's when you erode the trust. In other words, he's so unknown. You you just we played as normal, as if the team didn't know he could make those mistakes. You know what I mean? So in other words, it's a, it, the same could be applied to these center backs, and in, in, in the sense of like until they make the howler, uh, they're going to be trusted to do to get the job done because at the end of the day, they're professionals and they believe the coach and you know the coaching staff and the training sessions and all that bullshit, right? But in, and until the minute they make that howling mistake, you know the trust is going to be there. They're professionals. They're they're going to get the shit done. You know what I mean? So I feel like Darius has a really good point. And um, golfer clap. All right. Thank you, Darius. All right. Well, that is I'm going to say probably the most likely. <laughs> yeah, I but, fucking hope it is. Um, I don't know. Well, we can maybe get into we'll what see. we think is going to happen later, yeah. but. Uh, but yeah, that's but, what I want yeah, to say. It's yeah. along the lines of the most. Like, <laughs> I can say that. 
All right, since Darius and I put up the same number, I'm going to go next and uh, just give you my idea. So I've been saying for a while that I feel that Liverpool could use a shape change. I think that when you look at where our forwards are getting the ball, they're running into a lot of walls. A lot of our passing lanes seem to be getting blocked because people have played against this before. We also have this problem. We all know, like we've said, we've got to get Jordan Henderson and Fabinho back in the midfield. So whatever plan, if I'm thinking of a plan, that's got to be part of it. We have these other issues, right? So we have this thing with the, like I said, there's a little bit of a trust issue in defense. And part of that, I think, is because of the way the shape shifts when we go into attack. So when we get the ball, we're not actually playing a 4-3-3 anymore. It's almost like a 2-3-2-3 or a 2-5-3, if you will, because Trent and Robbo get so far forward that really it's just two guys at the back. And I feel like maybe that's, I don't care what two guys of the six that we have available that could play at center back. Maybe that's a lot to put on two guys. And so I'd like to see a little bit of a shape to a three man back line. And the reason I think this could work is that Ben Davis has played left-sided center back in a back three before. It's something that Klopp pointed out when they signed him. He's a left footed player. He can dribble out of the back. He can put, pass it into the channels. He's very good with like on the ball and with those long balls. You have Kabak, who has a variety of skills that we're all kind of excited about, and I think he could play that right side. Give me the goal. give me the starting eleven, David. Hold on, I'll get to it. Spill so it out. I'm getting nervous. You're I'm on the edge of my sheet. Come Don't interruption, young Padawan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Kabak could play that right sided role. Now, where does something's going to change here, right? So either you, if you're going to get Fabinho and Henderson out into the midfield, that middle center back spot has to be something different right so i think you can go with nat phillips because i do think that he's earned the right and if you're just asking him to play sweeper and really give you another tall body on set pieces which is something that we've been kind of beat up on this year a little bit we've given up i think in that tompkins times article it said something like 15 or 16 set or i can't remember what the number of set piece goals but it's well more than last year and we're not scoring as many either but because we're missing the height of virgil van dyke of joe gomez and it's just not quite the same so I think you could put Phillips in there. It's going to help protect you on when we're defending set pieces. I think he's done enough to kind of earn it. He'd be more like a sweeper role, kind of like a last man back sort of thing. You're not expecting a whole lot out of him going forward. And if you have Fabinho kind of in front of him playing a defensive uh, midfield role, it's really more almost like a destroyer. So I, in my opinion, I think that could really work out. On each side, you'd have Tiago and Hendo. You'd have uh, Trent and Rabo on the flanks. And then we've talked a lot about where Mo and Mane are getting the ball, right? They're getting it far too out wide, chalk on their boots. They need where they've had a lot of success, where they played really well against West Ham was they were getting the ball and against Tottenham as well. They were getting the ball more centrally by making them more of an attacking two, like a two, two four, center forwards, basically we can get them the ball in a, a little bit of a different area. Now you can still play gag and pressing in this shape. And you can still have a lot of different passing lanes, but it's something new that opponents haven't seen us do before. I also think getting Trent a little bit further up the pitch where he's not quite so dependent or quite so like we're not dependent on him getting back and playing defense quite as much because we have three center backs back there. So it's a little bit more defensively solid by nature. It really just has to be protected in the middle. It gives Hendo and Tiago complete freedom. And then there's another issue that I'm trying to address here. And that is that right now, when Liverpool go to the bench, what's there? Not a lot. 
right? We keep bringing on Divock Origi. We keep bringing on, you know, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who's okay. Don't get me wrong. I, I still respect Ox, but he's not bringing a lot to these games lately. Other than Curtis Jones, I just don't see a lot coming off that bench right now. By sacrificing a, a forward player and also by getting uh, Fabinho and Henderson back into the midfield, it allows us to give Jeannie Vinaldum some rest and also use him as a sub. It allows you to maybe use Bobby Firmino as a sub. With Jota coming back, you can now do different striker combos, so we need to rotate players. So you'd have Jota and, you know, let's say Jota and Mane, Bobby and Mo. These are different striker combos. I also think it's interesting that, you know, Shamikas comes on against City. We haven't really seen him, but what we know of him is that he's not great defensively. He's pretty good going forward, and I think that maybe this 3-5-2 setup would actually favor him a little bit better, as well as Nico Williams if you wanted to rotate him in. So, and I think that maybe Trent, you know, we've seen his form kind of go up and down this year. He's had COVID, he's had injuries, he seems exhausted at times. Maybe getting Nico Williams a few more minutes towards the tail end of the season will keep Trent fresh and firing on all cylinders. So I think that that role would actually help Nico quite a bit. And you'd have two players in Jeannie Van Alden and James Milner who can literally plug into almost any part of this because we've seen Jeannie play in a back three once before, back in the season where we first got top four. And we know that James Milner can play a right back type role. And if you had to in a pinch, Hendo could drop back into one of those, not the center back right in the middle, but one of those side roles or Fabinho could actually drop back and play that central defender role, but you wouldn't be relying on both of them coming back. I just think that that actually has a little bit of promise. Uh, screw it. Poke holes in it. <laughs> um, um, if a center back gets injured, well, you put in Fabinho and Hendo, and then we're in the same situation. Well, that's going to be the case no matter what. The, yeah, no well, matter what. It's going to be the case no matter what. We don't, we don't know Davies and, and uh, Kabak. I didn't look on the damn internet, but what's Kabak's injury record, right? So Kabak's gone, then you, you're you're in a similar situation. However, but you'd be let me that wait, wait, hold on. Let me preface by saying I really liked your pitch. I really liked it. I, really liked <laughs> it. I was like getting excited. I was like, oh, I would put Mane in like up top, and then you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like like tweaking it in my head, but I'm like, I really like what you're going with because then you can with uh, train out wide you can probably like move him a little bit more in field and uh, anyway doesn't matter um but that would be my only concern because the superstition is like listen everything's gone fucking wrong and like who's to say these other bitches don't get injured you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and that's my concern that's and that's like gonna we, be the case of regardless yeah i mean because then because my thing is better. not that we have a lot of games we don't we have the league and then we have the Champions League, which we may or may not get knocked out of really soon. So we don't. It's not like we have the FA Cup or anything. Either. I'm just saying it may happen. <laughs> it's a possibility. Jeez. Point is, we don't have games thick and fast anymore. That's the point. What I'm trying to say, right? All We're right. gonna have week long training things, and that's another hole I would say is that to do a back three, and I'm not saying they're not saying it would be though. a drastic switch. No, 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 no. It is. It is a drastic switch because, like, I'm thinking like software development, like baby steps, but. It's a thing that I feel like you need more training time. And again, I'm not a coach. I don't have my badges. So I can't say if that's a thing you can do in a week or two or 10 days or 14 days. I have no idea. I don't know how long that takes, but I'm assuming it's more than 10 days. And if that's the case, then it might be too late to do that. Or maybe that's something you put in a little later and you got to find solutions, a little more quicker solutions for, you know, for the month of February. I don't, I just don't know. I'm speculating here, but like I said, Golf clap, 
I really like that pitch. All but right. I would probably put Phillips on the right side and Kabak in the center. But well, Phillips is taller reasons. than Kabak. Yeah. yeah. Say again? And Phillips is taller than Kabak, and Kabak is quicker. Yeah. I, I, tomato, tomato. I, obviously, I'm not a coach. But anyway, point is, I, I don't know um, in that regard. But I would say this is I like it. I'm just concerned if it's a little too late for that or like not enough time to do that. Then obviously, I'm scared about the injuries. That's the summary. BJ, okay. you got something to say, baby? Yeah. Uh, what are you? I'm critiquing or I'm saying my. Yeah, life. go ahead and critique it. Yeah, critique. No, I like it. Uh, big, uh, well, I wasn't going to change the formation per se, but I agree with David and the fact that Trent needs some rest. Uh, you know, so probably give Nico Williams the minutes he wants at right back, or even maybe, you know, even with the back four, I was kind of like thinking that I don't know if that's the, uh, this is going to be the right route, but, you know, put Kabag at right back with Nat Phillips and, uh, you know, Ben White in the, um, in the center and Robertson in the left back. And, you know, just see how that one goes because we'll have three solid defenders. I don't think that Phillips is one of those defenders who loves to, you know, go up and sort of, you know, contribute in attack. Uh, that would mean that it would free up uh, whoever's defending that right side. Now, in this case, it would be Henderson. So he could, you know, probably push up just a little bit forward and put those boxes, uh, put those balls in the boxes a little bit early as compared to what he does because, uh, if you remember last season, he was doing that quite a bit, even with Trent, uh, you know, farting down the sides. Henderson was still putting those, trying to pick those crosses at the near post or at the far post. Uh, so, you know, I think that would be, that would that was my initial idea on how we would, uh, you know, go about. And, and I also agree with David in the fact that Genie really needs a rest. That guy's a machine. He's been doing everything and it's bound to catch up sometimes. We also have to keep in mind that not just Genie, there's Genie, there's Hendo, there's Rabo, and there's Trent. They've been playing on stuff for a long, long time, right? The same goes for uh, Bobby and Mane as well. The only rest Bobby and Mane got was when they were injured for a couple of weeks and they couldn't play. Otherwise, they were starting week and week out for two and a half years straight, right? Most the only one who's, you know, kept fit and, you know, kept going at it. But Mo is super highly motivated. He wants that golden boot. He wants to be the best player in Europe. He wants to score every goal he want, he could. So, you know, there's, there's I'm not saying the other two are not motivated, but most like, you know, Ronaldo and Messi level motivated. You know, that's, yeah. that's just not, to, level not to mention, baby, he went to New York for that vacation. He all right. He, he good. He One good. where he saw his mural. Yeah. He, but, you know, it, oh, like, was, that mural was dope. But yeah. It was bound to catch up with us sometime. I, I just hoped that it wasn't going to be this season. Or I was also hoping for the fact that, well, even if it was this season, it wouldn't matter because it's going to catch up to the other teams as well. Uh, you know, so it's also surprising the fact that, again, it's Guardiola figured this out a little bit quicker than Klopp did. It's, it's the only thing, right? He's, he's changed this setup a little bit quicker than Klopp did. Well, Guardiola also bought two teams. Yeah, he has two teams. Yeah, he'll always have two teams. He'll always have two teams. And, yeah, he, and and it's it's. I also don't like one single fact. It's that remember when Brendan Rodgers was there and Suarez left and Sturridge was injured and we were all saying, well, we'll be a different team if Sturridge came back in the side. They gave start scoring goals. We'd play that all that play football, and it kind of like 
it's not the same because we have a better team to cope up with as, uh, as compared to the Rogers team after our title tilt. But kind of like I hear, keep hearing people and everybody saying, well, Joda, if he comes back, it's going to make a difference, make a difference and all that. Again, like David pointed out, or I think everybody pointed out that what's there on the bench, right? Because now suddenly we thought Joda was the backup we needed because we assumed that our friend three, even if one of them goes out of tone, we would just sub Joda back in, right? And play for that one of those three. But right now, look at it either way, even if Joda comes back, we would be still in a position where we still only can call one player off the bench to change the game for us. Maybe well, Kurt under David's team. position, you would have two, assumingly, like if you had Jota right, and right. Mane, or if you had Jota and Salah, then you would right. have Sadio Mane and Bobby Firmino both coming off the bench. I feel like that's pretty damn good. Yeah, and not to mention like somebody like Genie, if you needed to make a mid- right, here's the thing. Yeah, that, that situation happens where only – Look, three of those four players is going to be happy. One of them is not going to be happy. And if that player who's not playing as often as the uh, other three is Bobby Firmino, I think it'll be okay because not a lot of teams in the world play the kind of system we do, and not a lot of teams can utilize Bobby the way we do, right? There won't be many teams who can use him as much. And I, I don't see Bobby as the person who, you know, go about and say, you know, I want to leave or not and probably, but if it's one of Mane or Salah, then the only problem I see if we play that system regularly and all four of them stay fit and all four of them are firing, one of them will be like, okay, maybe I should start looking somewhere else because I'm not getting enough game time as I would want. Yeah, but if it's Jota, he just got here. And if it's Firmino, then it's like, yeah, Jota will be probably a little bit more patient. We've right, been so, one minute rebuttal, but yeah, <laughs> I do, I do want to, I do want to kind of poke holes. No, or not really it, poke Darius. holes, but no, ask for, for clarity. Right, so because I've ask seen, away, I've seen this kind of, uh, I've seen this kind of set up a lot in Germany. I know that you see three at the back quite a bit with, uh, with, with Red Bull, with um, Leipzig. Uh, actually, you did see it with um, Schalke, but the team that it makes me think of right away is Bayern the way that they play and the way that they do this, they do have the three in the midfield. They do have the wingers, the wing backs really, uh, but they have uh, a two at the front. So you have um, Lewandowski and the behind him Mueller. So you got the room to it uh, in, in, in Mueller where he's just kind of in number 10, but he plays all over the place, like kind of the way Shakiri did in the last couple of games where he's appeared. So if you do have this with a front two, are you staggering it? Are you having them kind of like both on the same level? Are you going with like kind of an old school nine and 10 setup? Like, what are you doing with your front men? Because I feel like that's the only thing where I'm just like, I don't know how that goes between Bo, uh, Bobby, or excuse me, Mo and uh, Sadio. I'm just kind of curious about what you think those two would look like up front. So I think it goes horses for courses, right? So you, do, you base it on who's the opponent. So maybe in some games, you just want to go blistering pace. Let's get in behind and just get shots off. And then you just put Mo and Mane together. But maybe some games you do need that kind of extra body who's going to come back a little bit deeper, pick up the ball and create. And you can put Bobby behind somebody like Mo or, or Mane, right? And Jota can actually do a little bit of all of it from whatever you want him to do. If you want him to just go pacey, get up the field, get into those channels and just try to run and win the ball. 
he can do that. If you want him to go back and play in the midfield, we've seen him, we've actually seen him play in the midfield in a four, three, three before. So we know that he can do all of that. So I think it gives you a little bit of the tactical flexibility to go, okay, the two pacey guys right up, up top running at him all night. We haven't gotten very far with it. So we're going to switch it up and we're going to put Bobby in now. And he's going to come in and just try to win the ball deeper and create and kind of get the, the other midfielders up around him, basically work off of Tiago, work off of Hendo as they make other make runs forward and create with them. And then just keep feeding your forward, whoever it is. And you could even make an argument that maybe in a setup like that, Dave Akarigi would have some use right? Because he's got three people just creating for him behind him, feeding him the ball. He's not going to play with his back to the goal the whole time. And that's really not what he's good at. His hold-up play can be good, but he's, if you can get him the ball running at the goal, that's when you'll actually get your best results out of him. So I think it could be, it could go a lot of different ways. It just depends on who's the opponent and what are you trying to, what do you think your best shots are? So the other things, all right, so quick rebuttal time. So Andrew brought up a drastic switch. Yes and no, right? It's kind of actually a conservative switch when you think about the fact that you're, you're putting an extra man back. Also, these are professional footballers, so come on, let's be honest. Is it that drastic of a switch? No, well, but you see, have three in the back. It requires a lot of communication and chemistry, homie. It does, and, but, and that requires training time. Ooh, yes, That's my yeah. only concern. The two, huh? Okay, so the training time issue. That's what so I mean. Did, okay, did I not make my thing. There may never be a better time to do this than right now. And you got a full week. Back. Again, my point. If not it's just seven that. days, not just that. it's like a two-month thing. No, I don't no, no. Know. So you've got six oh. days now, right? Then you're going to have three games. Then you have eight days between Everton and Sheffield United. Then you have another seven days till Fulham. So you have not just this full week, but then you have three games, and then you have two full weeks in between, or a full week in between each game, including one of those is eight days. Right, that right. is about as much training time as anybody. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it can be done, but it's just we're not going to see it in like game one, so to speak. Okay, you probably will that, not. See that it I'm, I'm okay with. Yeah, but I think it's yeah. something to start working on. And I yeah, think yeah, 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 yeah. I'm done with that. Has interest in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Andrew, you're up. What's your plan? What's up, baby? Okay, so mine's a bit boring, and you know, first let me preface before I get to the tactical discussion. Let me talk about the stuff that you know we are talking about. Uh, I say we as a society are talking about a little bit more uh, in the in most recent years, um, given the news of uh, as a recording today that we found out as a Liverpool fan base. Um, look, uh, Klopp's mother passed away. And, and, you know, I think maybe he hasn't been himself all year. And I'm not saying that has to do with his mother, but like you look at his attitude towards the press to, you know, towards those shenanigans in terms of those interviews where he was like, oh, we play at seven, you know, we play at 1230 and blah. And, you know, getting fights with Jeff Shreves on the sideline and, you know, those press conferences after they get post-match and stuff. Um, you know, there's something not right about him. And, I, and again, you know, no one's going to argue that he's not the heart and soul of, you know, what's going on at the club right now, right? You know, he's, he's the leader after all, right? Um, so given the light of, you know, given the news of today, um, I just think maybe, maybe we just need to step back. Maybe you know, give the man some time. Maybe he needs to do a Mosala type type vacation. Maybe he needs to go to New York for a few days, or I don't know, Newcastle. I have no idea. Where whatever people go in England, because I don't think he can go anywhere Jordy. because of COVID, huh? Jordy Shore. 
Yeah, whatever. Whatever he wants to do, man. If he just wants to do a staycation, play some Xbox, man. Let the man do his thing. Spend time with his kids, talk to his wife, that kind of shit. Because you you know the man is a devout Christian, right? So, like, the fact that, you know, I won't go into my personal thing, but, like, I, I, I was in a similar situation where, you know, you can't, he can't visit his, he, he couldn't go to the funeral. He can't go to the funeral, right? And so for me, I mean, obviously it's a parent, so it's a bit difficult, right? So, you know, I'm try- basically what I'm trying to say is like, let's not ignore the human equation in all of this. This is sports. This is emotional. You, you, the man is emotional. You've seen on the pitch, he's not, he's not a robot, right? He's not a Rafa Benitez type, right? So I'm just assuming that this affects him. And again, I can only speculate. Maybe he's one of the types that he takes grief and he just rolls with it and he's better for it. No idea. But maybe he's one of those humans that needs a timeout to be better for it in the long term, you know? So that's that's my concern in the immediate future. That being said, what's happened has could be and should be a motiva- motivating factor for the players. Because if I'm a player that's been working for Klopp and running through brick walls for this man, and then I hear that his mom died, you know, I'm, I'm running through five brick walls. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully that that helps and, and from a player perspective. But maybe the man needs a break. Give Pep Linders the reins for a game or two. I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, shout out to obviously, you know, condolences and so on go to, to Jurgen Klopp and, and his family. That's terrible, terrible situation. Um, now, as far as let's let's go back to tactics for a second. The answer is Kabak. The answer is and will be Kabak. That's it. It's as simple as that. Now, the question long term is, I think short term you put Phillips in. The reason is because he's played himself into form. He he he's he's had a decent run of games. He hasn't really done anything too wrong, and I think Davis may be. I, I'm I'm assuming because based on two things, based on we were linked to Kabak in the summer, so I'm assuming Klopp, the motherfucker was on the list, so he's playing, and Davies was more of like, oh, we found this gym, let's get this thing done because blah blah blah. Not to say that he can't play, David. I'm not saying, and he's left footed, and I love all that, but I'm just saying in the short, short, short term, I'm talking about like, like the next three games, maybe he doesn't come in, maybe he's just a body, maybe you pair. Fabinho and and Kabak. I'm I'm thinking realistically here, or what I think might happen, not what I want. Because I what I would love is to have probably Phillips and Kabak play together, and then eventually you weed out Phillips to to have a Davises, and if he if, you know obviously to training as Klopp always says, oh training. If he does well in training, he plays. You know, again, I'm not there for training. I don't know, um, but. I mean, I think I agree with everyone that that that's spoken. And Fabinho Hendo, specifically Hendo, has to be in the midfield because whether he's a six or an eight, you know, we played well when he was a six before Fabinho. We we played well enough, right? Not title winning form, but we played enough for top four. And and let's be realistic as Liverpool fans, that's what we're playing for right now. You know what I mean? We're playing for top four. We're not playing for the title anymore. But to have both of them together, obviously, is ideal. And if you can't have that. I'll take the next spec thing and put Hendo in midfield. So that's what I would go with. As far as a drastic change, I love it. I'm just concerned about the, the training situation. And I think maybe that could, that could happen in the beginning of March. I don't know. Um, but for right now, 
maybe you you take Hendo or you you put Hendo in, maybe put Nico in. Sixty minutes, you put in Trent. You know these things. At the end of the day, we just need to get a win. You need we need to get one win, and then go into a solid week, another solid week of training, and that's what we need to do. And then I I'm not going to be arrogant enough to think not that you guys are arrogant, but like to think that I know things that Liverpool staff don't know. And um, I, I'm just going to say I trust in the system. I believe, you know, like if it was on a coin, it would say trust in Klopp, you know, um, I would have a lot of those coins in my, in my, in my piggy bank. You know what I'm saying? So I think they're going to figure it out. Um, but for me, the simple solution is, and I always think simply because what I do for a living, it's Kabak. That's it. It's, it's he's motherfuckers got to play. If you don't play, we're, we're, you know, we're this this run that we're in keeps going. If he plays, not that he's a Van Dyke solution. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it frees up a lot of the problems that we're having. That's all. There is. So I, I I do agree with the mental health aspect of it. Like if you're saying that Klopp should go on holiday somewhere just to get away from it, but the obvious answer that you guys did not say, if there if he's going anywhere, he needs to go to back to Germany. He needs to go be with his family. But he can't. He, he can't. I under no, he cannot because he would need to quarantine. He would right. have to miss multiple games. So right. in this scenario, if you're saying go somewhere on holiday, I'm assuming he's not going to be going for one or two days and then just come right back in and be at the next game for Liverpool. He would be going for multiple weeks. So if you're going to do that, go to Germany, go home, like, go right, be with your right. family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to be more answer. simple about it, but yeah, no, no, no. That would be the most ideal thing. Like the dude's gone for like three weeks or whatever, given COVID time. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, cause like taking a be... day or two off, like what, what is that? Even? Yeah. That's yeah, a weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah. not, Pre- that's not. Okay. A mental okay. Let me, break. two things, two things. Pre COVID world, he goes for a week and where he can travel, whatever, let's say. Because given his high-profile job, I'm sorry, this is the way it is. Um, but in a COVID world, dude's probably gone three weeks. Mm-hmm. In an ideal scenario. But do I think if if this scenario were to play out, which, by the way, unfortunately, I don't think it will play out. But if it did play out like this, I think he's only gone a week. Max. He's he he's effectively a CEO of a company. Like he can't he can't be gone that long. It's just it's just the way of the world. Um, unfortunately for his job position, he knows that he, he it's probably in his contract. Who knows? Um, but get, no, that's a good shout for me, Darius, and I. And I, I don't disagree. I I'm just cynical about it. Agree with you that if he needs to take a break, he absolutely should take a break. And yeah. I think that he should just do. If he has to take a month to be himself, then let the man take a month. And I am perfectly fine with that. I believe in Pep Linders. I think that he's a very capable. Uh, first team coach and could manage a team to success. He's had some experience managing. I think that it might even be uh, an experience that the boys, you know, in terms of bonding wouldn't necessarily be bad for them. Yeah. You know, they may come together around like, you know, the more adversity, but new and know, listen, listen. players in and it might actually be okay. Now, from a tactical point of view, I will say, I don't know if just Kabak is enough. I feel like because then you're picking it's either Henderson or Fabinho back into the He's got to have a match or he's going to play along. Well, I, 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 like, I said that like earlier. Both of them are right the simple. Wait, wait, wait. But let me go back a second for the coach. And young. Thing. 
let me go back to the coaching thing because if homie goes he goes away for a month which i would be all for too i agree with that it's just i'm cynical about that idea i don't um, think he'd allow himself no no yeah yeah if know? they allow you, you know whatever he goes let's say he goes Yo, can we sign Gerard on loan real quick? Like the dude has like he's he's up twenty three points in the, in the Scottish Premier League. Like, let's take him on loan real quick. He can learn with lenders. He can learn the thing and boom, boom, boom. It's like a little apprenticeship. The dude's already won the SPL. You know what I'm saying? It's his face. <laughs> <laughs> he's already won the SPL, man. Holy, bring him back. Bring him home, son. Once manager you know. on loan. Okay. But in terms, of, uh, <laughs> so VJ, do you think that just bringing in Kabak is enough from a tactical perspective? Well, here's the thing that worries me, right? Kabak is the answer because we bought him right now, but you, you're forgetting about all the other targets that we were linked to before we went ahead and splashed the money for Kabak. You know, there was rumored that Coletta Car, we agreed a deal for Coletta Car from Marseille, and we couldn't get it done in time because Marseille couldn't get a replacement, right? We were even looking at Mustafi, probably. M- that would have been the worst thing ever if he signed Mustafi of all people. <laughs> but, you know, again, because Mustafi would probably be coming in place of Ben White or something like that, right? If he signed Mustafi, we probably wouldn't have signed Ben White or something like ben that. Ben Davis, damn it. It's not Ben White. Ben White's the guy ben at Brighton. <laughs> I think everybody wishes it was Ben White, but it's Ben Davis. <laughs> or, yeah. That's Whatever. Cool. Ben Davies, Davis, some shit. Ben something. Right, and we are we are also linked for uh, what's that guy's name from Lepic Upamakano? Yeah, well, of course but we're not going to get him when we're about to play him. Right, right, right. That, that's for the summer. Yeah, but again, then we also bid for Samuel Umtiti from Barcelona. Keep in mind that Kabak has come after all these, and there are a couple of other rumors. Oh, don't putting around that. You know, there was this Portuguese center back that we were looking at as well. I'm are you poo pooing Kabak? Listen, VJ, you're full of shit. Is he? Don't be naive. Don't be naive. It sounds like you're poo pooing Kabak that he's like your not, he's like your fifth, eighth choice. Like, overhyped? I don't think he was the fifth or eighth choice. But then again, I don't think that he was the only one that we were looking for. That the fact that. Of course not, motherfucker. That's not how business works, homie. Is what you're saying, though, is that you don't want to center plans on him. Was oh, it? okay. So you think because he's not number one, we shouldn't put all our eggs in one basket? That I can go with. I can I can agree on that statement. But the idea of like we have it. transfer targets and we don't have five for each fucking thing we're trying to buy <laughs> is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> bitch, we have five motherfucking. I right, let the man talk. Let the man. Yeah, talk. yeah let Damn me it, finish. Yeah. Don't be naive. See what I'm saying? We had five. We were marking multiple transfer target at once. Let's say we agree with. All five defenders that we wanted, we agreed deals with everyone. Do you think Kabak was one of those who was going to walk through the door? I actually maybe because he's the only one of those who's twenty years old. And you got to remember, Cheap. Joel Gomez, Joel Menti, Virgil Van Dyke. If they're all back at one hundred percent, then whoever you bought in is probably going to have to be third or fourth. So why not have the twenty-year-old at the point? That's yo, the yo, only, yo. Here's only the thing. thing I'm saying well, that is like thing, I kind of disagree. Here's the thing. Hold up, time because out. Time out, so time out. Let me also time out you for a second. Joel Matip. Do you remember where we got him from? Okay. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm just saying. Not the same regime or whatever bullshit. But I'm saying it's the same league. Boom, boom, boom. He's got the skills to pay the bizzles. You You're know, the dude that's like because they got him from a Red Bull team. Yeah, he's gonna no, be I'm good. I'm just saying <laughs> that like he he's hey. got the skills, man. And also another thing, 
He's team. like another scouser in the team if the interviews are true. If the interviews are true, he's a Liverpool fan since childhood. So he's, he's coming like in. A, <laughs> he's going to be the oh, next scouser on the team, fans. baby. Robbie Keane was a Liverpool friend. He was crafters. Just saying. That's a fact. What? What happened? What did he say? Robbie Keane was a Liverpool fan since boyhood, and he was shite. Okay, but at least mentally he wasn't. I don't know. What? Okay. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Cody was a scouser. Like it could be the counter, you know, thing to the Robbie King situation. My point but being is that maybe he, he's probably, uh, you know, he's very confident in his ability. You saw his nonsense on Twitter. He's a Virgil yeah. Van Dyke fanboy. Like we know, and that. that's fine, baby. He gonna learn from the best. I love it. I love well, it. Well, not soon because Virgil's in the pool. <laughs> he, <laughs> like he's, he's on the back. exercise bike, man. Right You've next. Seen to the videos, homie. <laughs> finna be back. He gonna be back. It gonna he's be. He's not fine. coming back. He's coming back. Maybe October. Maybe October. Yeah. Yeah. No. For Ooh, sure. I feel like that's a little late, but like, hey. he, he's not coming back this year. No, no, I mean, no, but no. I think that injury, man, I think that the, these things take time and you really got to nine good. to 12 months for an ACL is what it is. Yeah. in like other sports, it was October. So it's probably Nike be is Superman. That. Shut yeah. your, shut your whore mouths. You don't know. No, good. <laughs> you don't know. No good. Dude, if Van Dyke no were to come good. back this you are season, talking you understand that'd be put, six months or less. Sh- no, shh. You putting disrespect on Van Dyke's name. Shut the fuck up. Go make yourself a sandwich. Superman Please don't come back that quick no from an ACL. For you. No soup for you. You don't we get all shit. Want, listen, listen, listen. We would all want Van Dyke to be back fit and firing on all cylinders than him coming back in early and injuring himself again. Exactly. Exactly. Don't want look, someone like back him. and is himself. We can with this conversation isn't we don't even need to worry about it next season. We know yeah. how we're gonna play. All right, so Andrew's argument was give Klopp his rest and bring in Kabak. All right, so VJ, just for a fact, we bought uh, you know Ricky Lambert and Dejan Lovren from South. Listen, listen, it's okay. I'm just saying, X factor could be the mentality in Kabak in terms of him being a fanboy and all that stuff. Not to mention, you saw his nonsense confidence on Twitter. So that can only help in terms of the mentality monsters that we need. Maybe he's a, a, a you know, we used to have a lot of captains on our team, you know, Lalanas, the Sacos of the world, and blah, blah, blah. And maybe he's one of those other people that brings something to the dressing room that Van Dyke's left the void. I'm not saying he steps in the same shoes, but if he can be 30% of what Van Dyke was in the dressing room versus the other players, 30% is better than zero. You understand what I'm trying to say? Man, I think Kabak is, is going to be like the Curtis Jones of the center backs. Like, he exactly. got swag, he's talented, but is so young. Like but we, we can't don't be know. Putting everything Curtis Jones is like yeah. the thing. He, he can't That's even thing. he can't even vote. Get the hell out of here. But or no, he Kabak is barely older than him. Is what I'm saying though. Who's so it's like my point. It's we do fine. have to remember that. We do it's gotta fine. remember that. It's fine. I I have faith in him. He's he me too. Kebabs. My he, plan he, is he on Kabak being in there and being good. And you but. know what, guys? You're forgetting one other thing. You're forgetting one other thing. His initials are okay. We gonna be okay, baby. <laughs> all right, on to VJ. Dad plan. jokes. I'm here all week, kids. I'm here all week. VJ, let's hear your plan. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. You're going to be okay, bitches. Woo! And we'll be okay. Guy sure has confidence. That, that I'll give. Now, he's young. We shouldn't be putting too much pressure on his shoulders for, for him to be the solution is what, all what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, let's hear your plan. But I thought I gave you my plan. I did. 
<laughs> oh wait. Did yeah, you? let's just get go to go it again. The full yeah, plan. Again. What let's, you let's think? See the whole thing because it yeah. was kind of some a summary, if anything. Yeah. Right. So the the summary is simple, right? Stick to four three three, right? Uh, give print his rest. You know, give print his rest and give Nico some time, uh, and then play defenders at center back. Uh, either maybe, you know, Ben White and Kabak to go. Davis, damn it, VJ. Yes. Sorry, Ben Davis. He's trying to manifest. They're going to get Ben White in the summer. That's what he's saying. <laughs> he's like, this shit's He's like conjuring up some bullshit out of thin air. Get yeah, Ben White's over at, uh, he's at Brighton. He's really good. I wish they did have him at center. He's like, no, that's going to be the new <laughs> Ben. Is it because he's a white guy and his name is Ben? Like, what's going <laughs> No, on? it's because he's boss. That's why I keep saying that. <laughs> Yeah, so Ben Davis and Ozan Kabak directly at center back. I really don't think that would be worse than what we are playing right now. We are down, we're out. Might be give, it might give the team a little jolt up their asses, which would mean that you know Henderson and Fabinho will be up in midfield trying to protect those two, which they did before. For you know, either they're doing it at center back or they're doing it in midfield. I think if this Fabinho and Henderson do what they're doing at center back in midfield, we'll be all right. Because beyond them, there'll be another two more players trying to do what they try to do, right? Right. It's just basically it adds more numbers without even, you know, adding more people to the team, if you know what I mean, right? And then Bobby, on the other hand, uh, again, it's been for a year and a half that Bobby is not firing. You know, he, he still makes us tick. So I would also, you know, give Bobby and Jeannie his rest as well, you know? Not... Rest in the sense that not stop playing him completely, you know, get them off the bench, you know, give Curtis a good go, man. I mean, I think he was our best player in the city game. So I was a little bit disappointed when, you know, Klopp bought him off in the city game because uh, I thought he was our best output. Uh, but then again, Klopp might have had his reasons. Uh, uh, we would never know what those reasons were, but that's what I think. And then up front with Mo, uh, and Mane, I would have said give Taki a go, man, but Taki doesn't exist in Liverpool anymore. For the next six months. Yeah, For the next six a, months. Long-term plan. Yeah. Uh, so, which would mean that the only other choice we have is to put Divock in there, which doesn't work that as well as, you know, it's supposed to work with him through the center as one of the front three. You know, it's, he has his moments in the game, uh, it would mean that, you know, we have to play a little bit differently. But I'm hoping Jota's almost done and, you know, Jota can take Bobby's place in that front three. And, you know, that would hopefully give us the kind of the movement uh, and, uh, you know, the switching of roles in the game dynamically that we need to so that, you know, we can start firing again. Because I loved it when, you know, the game in which we played Bobby, Jota and Mane as our friend three, the way they were popping in each other's position. Nobody said stayed in the same position they were constantly switching position and teams could not handle that so i think that would be the way to go forward but again that again is based on the fact that i think he's back within two weeks i'm expecting at least you know i don't know if he'll be in full training this week uh, he was training alone last week you, if you he think he'll be he'll week. be here for everton i would imagine yeah the claim was early February, as far back as December, and now we're into mid-February. middle February, and we still know. We still. Oh know. shit! We we after the Super Bowl, fellas? Is that what? Yeah. What day are we in? February tenth. It's the tenth. 
Who 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 are the champions? Oh. Who, who won? Okay. Why are you trying to do this now? This is a. <laughs> All right. All right. You had so many so, opportunities. So VJ's playing. We say we stay four three three. We get the center backs in, and he wants to see greater rotation throughout yeah. the squad. That's how it's summarized, right? Yeah. So you, you're you're playing shit, homie. You're playing a shit. <laughs> wow. You're gonna have to come up with a better reason than that. Go. Wow. For it, okay. Man. So how about I go first because. VJ and I basically had the uh, same plan. Good job, homie. Uh, so <laughs> putting in the new center backs and moving the midfielders up. So I'm just going to give you some stats to kind of support VJ here. So with Jordan Henderson starting, and this is, by the way, in the midfield. This does not include this season where he's been playing at center back. With Jordan Henderson starting since the start of the 2017-18 season, Liverpool, 65 games, 48 wins, 11 draws, six defeats. Points per game, 2.38. Win percentage, 73.8%. Goals per game, 1.98, which is decent. But goals against per game, 0.7. Without Jordan Henderson, 43 games, 29 wins, five draws, nine defeats. Points per game, 2.13. Win percentage, 67.4%. Uh, goals per game, it's 2.2. Okay. Wait, wait. Stop. Goals against 1.18. So it's clear that with Jordan Henderson in the midfield, the defense suffers because you don't have that solidarity at the back. With hey, Jordan Henderson as a defender, with Jordan Henderson out of position, you don't have that solidity. There is. Go to school. Oh, to to. Listen, no, bullshit. Let me ask you the same question. I love those stats. In a normal year, I'd be like, yo, that's just solid. But here's the thing. Stats are for mugs sometimes because stats are like, it's not really math. It's like English. You, you make an argument, whatever. So how many out of those games that we won and lost or whatever was Van Dyke not there? Van Dyke was there for I the would, majority of those games, to, by the way. Huh? Van Dyke was there for the majority of those games. That's what I'm saying. And the motherfucker's not here now. That's my point. I want to see those games with Jordan Henderson and Mickey. Okay, right, how, how about there. this? How about this? Listen to this, That's Andrew. what I want to know. Listen to this, I want to know Andrew. Before, Andrew. Andrew. I'm, I'm not done. I want to know before the Van Dyke purchase and after. That's where those stats I said the 2017 However, that so being said, I still like... Season. Hold on. I still okay. like the fact that you got those stats. I appreciate you. I think that's the third show in a row we've pulled out those stats. Yeah, yeah. Darius, Darius, way to be a journalist. You know what? All right, all right, but I will address. I'll address your question. How about this? With and without Virgil Van Dyke, that type thing. I'll put it in reverse. When you've had the full allotment of midfielders, where whether it's Fabinho, Henderson, and Vinaldum, Fabinho, Henderson, and Keita, how many games have there been where Virgil Van Dyke puts in one or two challenges where he doesn't really do anything, where he's there and he's great? but he doesn't have to have a full game because well, when the midfield is fully there, it's kind of a boring game for the defenders to be completely honest because Liverpool bossed the game at the front. They bossed the game in the midfield and they don't need the center backs. So if there you is, have the midfielders where they're supposed to be, there it doesn't maybe, matter. Maybe, That's maybe, all I'm, I'm trying clapping. to say with I'm, that. Hold on. I know what you'd be trying to say. I'm just, I just wanted to pick that part. And what you just said right there, thousand percent correct. I can't, I can't argue with that. I'm just saying we should get I was just curious about that stat, what I said earlier. But what you said right there is absolutely spot on. Because how many times have we watched games and we'd be like, dude, did Allison do anything? I think fucking Virgil jogged the entire game. Um, 
So you're absolutely right on that. And that's that's the ultimate goal is to have our midfield back. Because, again, I think Pep Linders has said this. I think Klopp has said this. Fucking Guardiola, Fraudiola, whoever. Defending starts from the front. You're absolutely right. And it goes to, you know, goes down the line, right? So you're not wrong on that aspect. So and you didn't you know. need to look too far on this season. Our problem started when we started moving Hendo into defense. You remember, they were... This season, we've missed Van Dyke for quite a few important games. But then, but when Gomez so was by himself, when it was just Gomez leading it, and Gomez and Fabinho, we did it. We still did okay, right? Yeah. Yeah, but then once Gomez went done like a cinnabon, Gomez and Fabinho gave up one goal against City the first time around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But once Gomez, At once he went to fucking Etihad. England, and, and I don't know, ate crumpets and shit and tea and done. Done. Remember it was Reese Williams and Fabinho at center back, and Hendo was still covering in midfield. We no, have so, examples this season itself where you know the reason whenever Hendo's in midfield, we still did okay. We never conceded. Even the games we lost, we conceded only one goal most of the time. And those games had Hendo in midfield. Yes, we were missing Fabinho. He's the best defensive midfielder in the world. We were missing him, but we were still okay because Hendo was still in midfield. All right. So if I'm going to take issue with any of it, the only thing I'm going to say is that all this plan is predicated on getting Fabinho and Henderson into the midfield. But you've mentioned that the need to rotate. And when they're not in there, what have we seen? Greater pressure. We don't, we rely heavily on possession rather than what actually is our best game, which is, Losing the ball, but then winning it back in dangerous positions, right? So that's what Hendo and Fabinho do so well, right? That's why it's so successful is because they win the ball back and then redistribute quickly. But if we end up having to rotate them out, this system gives me a little bit of concern because without them in there, those two new center backs are going to get put under a lot more pressure. Yo, but Klopp doesn't rotate them. And a lot quicker counter-taps. Klopp doesn't rotate them. Okay, but but this was DJ's point, right? That we're gonna need uh, some we're gonna need oh, some right, right, right. and I think that he's not wrong there. He's actually right that we do need to rotate because we have been maybe a little bit over reliant. He's right about the amount of minutes that Jordan Henderson has played, and we know that we cannot afford to lose him to injury. So that I do think there are going to be games where we maybe need to take him out, and we've already seen like you know Fabinho's played a lot. Genie Vinaldum has played an insane amount of minutes. So he's right. The, the need for rotation is there, but I worry about what happens when Fabinho and Henderson aren't in there. And then you have these two new center backs. So we that play, was like uh, my only critique of it was that. You play your formation when they're not in there. <laughs> All right. All right. So any, anybody else? Compromise. Compromise. All right. Come back, baby. That's it. All right. So Done. audience, we have four different, well, we have four solutions. Three, really, but four, we'll say. Darius goes with play Kabak, play Ben Davis, stay in the 4-3-3, and get us that damn midfield we've all been wanting, which is Fabinho, Thiago, and Hendo, with our front three. Myself, I personally like to see a shift towards a three-man back line, a little change in shape, something fresh for everybody, new faces, new day, new challenge. Could be good. Andrew would like to see us give Jurgen his rest. Let the man take his time, get his head right. 
and turn the reins over to Kabak because apparently he's the golden child. He's the new Superman. He's got to do it. He's got to do it. <laughs> it, it. It's just, he has to. He has to. That's it. And VJ wants us to stay in the 4 3 3, start these center backs, and keep the rotation in the squad going. Let us know which solution you like best in the comments. And that is it for this edition of Tampa Bay Cop Talk. Drop it in the comments. I'm David. I'm Andrew. I'm Darius. I'm VJ. And we're out. Peace. Up, Up the, the Reds. Reds. Let's Up go. The Reds. <laughs>